A day in the life of the church like Baccalaureate Sunday reminds me of the many rites of passage that we go through at one time or another in our lives. Do you remember the day you found yourself nose to nose with mom or dad who was leaning over the handlebars of your little shiny bike in search of your face, waiting for your response to the all-important question, are you sure you're ready to take off the training wheels? Well, thinking you had never looked so self-assured, yet in reality your face was a little white with fear of the unknown, you responded, yeah, sure, no problem. Unbolt the wheels. Training wheels off, you experience both the rush of being scared out of your mind and adrenaline of excitement. Mom or dad running alongside of you, neighbors looking on, them clapping and cheering, and you dared to trust all that you knew up to that point as your feet hit the pedals and off you went. Now what you may not have noticed is back on that day, it wasn't only you who faced that moment of truth. My guess is that once you got the rhythm of pedaling down, if you would have looked over your shoulder as you yelled out to mom or dad excitedly and said the words they can't wait but hate to hear, let go. And in that very moment, with tears of pride in their eyes, and also those cheers, their hands clapping wildly, they watched you in more ways than one take off into the future. It was the very beginning. You took off down the block and the neighborhood, and all those who were out knew that they were witnessing something really special, a once-in-a-lifetime event. And in so many ways, today it seems no different for all of us. There are moments in life where Christ calls us to step out in faith onto a road we've never been down before. We sit on the bike that is our life and ride off into an unknown future. Our families, our education, our life experiences, our work, our faith community, each one promised to teach us and to model all the rules of the road to us so that we would be ready to journey. And those who promise to nurture us with understanding that no matter where the road will lead us, the vehicle that is our future will only ride strong and swift if it is God who is hold of the handlebars. And just as a bike requires air-filled tires, a frame to hold it together, mirrors for guidance, a rider to keep it moving into the future, so do we, all of us. Whether we have had one graduation or many, in more ways than one, we too are finding our footing on what it means to be a Christian in 2018. The word Christian means Christ's one. And in Ephesians, Paul challenges us to live a life worthy to that name. And in particular, 
In those little three verses, Paul also suggests that there are four characteristics that we need to live our life by. They are humility, gentleness, patience, forbearance. You know, people are watching the way that we live our lives. What are they seeing? Can they see those qualities in us that Paul speaks about? Can others see Jesus in our reflection? Humility. It means first and foremost that we can admit when we are wrong. And no matter how sure we are of our position, it may not always be the right one. We can't guarantee that God sees the issue on the same side as we do. Humility lays down an arrogant attitude and it picks up a spirit of gentleness. And gentleness means not riding roughshod over other people. It means being compassionate. It means acknowledging the pain that we are experiencing. It means acknowledging the pain that those around us are experiencing. It means extending an offer to help. A sinner forgiven must be forgiving. A church in Atlanta decided to honor one of its senior ministers who had been retired for many years. He was 92 years old, like Steve Olson's dad, so his is the face I'm picturing today. And on that day, many wondered, well, he had been gone so long, there was a whole generation of the church that had never really known him. They'd only see his big portrait in the church narthex. Well, after a warm welcome and a brief introduction of the speaker, the applause quieted down and the minister rose from his high back chair. And he walked slowly with great effort to the pulpit. Without a note or written paper of any kind in hand, he placed both of his hands on the pulpit to steady himself and then quietly and slowly he began to speak. He said, when I was asked to come here today and to talk to you, your minister asked me to share with you what is the single greatest lesson I ever learned in my 50 years of preaching. I thought about it for a few days and boiled it down to just one thing that made the most difference in my life, that sustained me through any trial I faced as well as all of those years in ministry. It is the one thing that I could always rely on and was sure to renew my faith and strength. It was this verse, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. We are weak and he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. When he finished, the church was quiet. You could actually hear his footsteps as he shuffled back to his chair. And no one there that day will ever forget that moment of true humility and gentleness. And that's what it looks like. In the letter to Ephesians, Paul also advocates patience. Well, a quality in short supply these days, one we almost all name that we could work on. 
because we live in a culture of fast. Faster cars, faster computers, faster iPhones, faster drive-throughs. When a decision needs to be made, we want to make it right away so we can go on to the next thing and then go on to the next thing and the next thing. And we forget how long it took to bring about the major changes in our lives. We recognize that in all the hard work it takes to get to graduation. So patience may be a virtue, but it is one with which we often struggle. Many of us have heard the story of the young boy who was on a beach throwing starfish into the ocean. And a man came by and said to this boy, what are you doing? And the boy answered, well, when the tide goes away, these starfish will die. So I'm throwing them farther out into the ocean to save them so that they go out with the tide. Well, the man looked at the boy and he smiled, but then he said, are you kidding? I mean, it's impossible. There must be thousands of them all over the beach. And then the boy looked at the man and he reached over and he picked up one starfish and he threw it back out into the ocean. And he looked at the man and said, it made all the difference to that one. How true it is when we allow ourselves just a little patience. It can make all the difference in the world, not only to ourselves, but to others. The final trait the letter of Ephesians advocates is forbearance. Now that's more than just kind of putting up with one another. The Greek word in which the New Testament was written, it literally means carrying one another. We are called to model a divine loving kindness and one way to do this, in one way, is something that I found. If you would open your bulletins, there's a picture of a hand. It's about in the middle of the bulletin. And this is called the palm prayer. So the next time anybody asks you, how do you pray, you can just take out your hand. So Michigan, right? So your thumb is nearest to your body. And then as you begin your prayers, you begin by praying for those closest to you. They are the easiest people to remember. And then the next finger is your pointing finger. And you pray for all those who teach, who instruct, and who heal. Right, teachers and doctors, they need our support. They need God's wisdom. Keep them in your prayers. And then the next finger is the tallest finger. And we pray for leaders in politics, in business, in industry, in administration. These people that shape our nation and public, they need God's guidance. And then the fourth finger is your ring finger. And it should remind us to pray for all those who are experiencing adversity perhaps pain in their lives. They too need our prayers. And then last comes our little finger, the smallest one of all, which is where we should place our relationship with others. Your pinky should remind you to pray for yourself, 
We talked about that today at nine o'clock. It was Jesus who said we must pray for ourselves. Don't leave yourself out, right? And by the time you have prayed for all the others on the four fingers, your needs will be met. Graduates, on behalf of your church family, we pray for you. We do. And before you step out of the sanctuary today, I'd like to give you a charge and a blessing. And this goes for Brittany, who's back there somewhere. Brittany, where are you? There she is. She loves it when I call her out like that. May you be blessed in knowing that your life is God's gift to you. May you be blessed to live it in such a way that your life is a gift to God and to others. May you be blessed with experiencing life in all its dimensions. May the green pastures bring you still waters that bring you peace. And then may the mountains and the valleys bring strength and faith and hope out of any adversity. And may you have the courage of Paul to stand up for unity in a world that is ever growing me first. And may you stand up for what you believe in, knowing that you are never alone, that God walks with you. And may you know that whether the days are just perfect for bike riding or they're not, that there is a sea of others whose faces you can conjure up in that rearview mirror who are still loving you and supporting you and reminding you from where you have come so that you can then roll right into the future. And then there are people that you've never met that have inspired you, the Mother Teresa's, the Martin Luther King's, for example, and they too are a part of your story, just like that retired minister in Atlanta. I'll leave you with this. At his funeral, he had written another verse to that song and the pastor who officiated shared it with everybody there. He wrote this, when the days are hard and long, in my heart Jesus puts a song, telling me in words so clear, have no fear for I am near. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. And so friends, all of us here in the sanctuary today, Wherever your road takes you, go with this familiar tune on your lips, the qualities of Paul in your step, the love of Jesus in your heart. And by all means, wherever you pedal, love generously, serve faithfully, and go in peace. Amen.